you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. The story contained in the following auditory experience is free of sex, drug references, drug dealers, guns, gangs, pimps, prostitutes, and twerking. Although the title of this tale contains a hip-hop reference and the story largely taking place in an urban setting, this is not to be classified as urban street literature. We prefer that it be more aptly classified as hip-hop fantasy. My word is born 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 The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Written, produced, arranged, and narrated by D.D. Turner for the Turner Scribe Publishing Group. Original music composed and produced by The Passion Hi-Fi for Evil Twin Records, UK. Kwame Harris for Successful Tones Publishing. Kyle Owens for Impact Records, Fresh Air Management. I now give you the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. genuine disinterest as he approached the seated Chris and stopped. Straight up and down, I'm not even going to reciprocate the sentiment because frankly, I don't care. If it were up to me and the crew, your top would have been popped by now, straight up, Stott coldly remarked. What happened to the truce? I thought you said I could take it in blood, Stott angrily continued as he stood face to face with the S-curled fiend. You know, I absolutely detest cats like yourself. There's no realness behind your promised word. You're always rummaging and taking advantage of the unknown masses, but scared to slap box with the gods. He continued to bark as he put his fingers in the face of feedback. 
In response, the anger index of feedback began to heighten immediately. With his jaws clenched tightly and eyes nearly bursting into flames, he surprisingly managed to keep himself composed as victory would be his in the end. He then shifted his focus from the eyes of the aged Grand Wizard to the young Chris, who remained seated at the table while attempting to make sense of the heated verbal confrontation. Who's this little fool? Wait. Don't tell me this is the little waterhead sucker that's supposed to be the new savior of hip-hop after you retire. I know y'all don't think this little turd has skills like that, feedback lamented over the entire club to hear. Chris's personality was largely built upon the act of being non-confrontational. He oftentimes turned the other cheek when what he considered to be meaningless arguments ensued. But in this instance, an uncontrollable sense of frustration caused him to act contrarily. For a brief second, he recalled his sleepless nights and realized that feedback and his ill-intentioned plans for hip-hop had been the basis of all of the dreams. This is what the BBF had been attempting to communicate all along. His conviction immediately became concrete and the opportunity to assume the reins from stock one was no longer a question. Watch yourself, big homie, Chris confidently commented in return to feedback. A slight smirk broke the tight-clenched mouth of Stock. His telepathic abilities chimed into Chris's mental composition and confirmed the young lad's newly accepted role amongst the BBF ranks. What? Listen, you little sucker. Don't mistake me for a computer. I don't take kindly to folks trying to push my buttons. Watch yourself. You ain't ready to catch what I'm pitching. Feedback returned full of rage. The sound and implication of Feedback's words streamlined through the air and stung the eardrums of his cohorts, causing them to assume their positions. Hey, Waterhead, you couldn't shoulder my jockstrap and you think you're ready to romp with me? Feedback blared as he shoved past Stock. Dow you, baby. Are you ready to get busy? The voice of Feedback asked of Dahlia in a loud, commanding roar. Of course I am, Dahlia happily replied. HBX1, hit me with the hookup, Feedback requested again. The highly intuitive HBX cyborg's arm suddenly began to undergo a mechanical transformation, resulting in his human-like hand morphing into several gold-tipped auxiliary plugs. The cyborg's newly formed apparatus gained an almost immediate connection with the club sound system. With his unchanged hand, HBX-1 ripped away the front portion of his shirt with a single swipe. In the center of his bare chest stood a small screen which displayed a flashing single blue light in its upper right-hand corner. With the same hand, he fiercely grabbed at the neck of the resident maestro, DJ Traz, and in an effortless motion, flung him in the direction of Stock and Chris. <laughs> I didn't know that sucker had wings. HBX-1. You a bottomless fool, Feedback stated, while uncontrollably cackling at the sight of a human being thrown clear across the room. Hey, yo, homie, you all right? Chris inquired as he knelt down beside the now unconscious DJ. He's out cold. Just prop his head up on this, Stock suggested as he anxiously pulled a tablecloth from one of the nearby tabletops and boiled it up before passing it to Chris. Dahlia, let's get this party started. A roaring feedback continued as he made his way through the frantic crowd. 
Dahlia, who had already assumed her position on the stage platform, lifted her tilted brow to now overlook the massive audience that stood upon the club's dance floor. Her beauty was intense and always warranted an immeasurable amount of stares, particularly when the viewer's line of sight provided the opportunity to peer into the tranquil recesses of her big, bright, chestnut-colored eyes. But there was a secret behind the beauty of Dahlia, and the newly captivated crowd would soon make its acquaintance. Hit them with the love. Right now. Feedback continued his commands. Look away. Don't look at her, Stock implored of Chris. The once chestnut-colored eyes of Dahlia sunk into a darkened disappearance and almost immediately sprung forth what appeared to be inflamed marbles. She pulled her lips taut and began to chant in a tongue that resembled the gawky rants of a hyena. An outward pouring of vibrating waves bounced from her eye sockets and fully engulfed the crowd. The once collectively lucid state of the crowd quickly transformed into a full-on hypnosis. The sight resembled an organized gathering of robots awaiting instructions. Feedback made his way to the center of the mentally occupied crowd and maintained a footing that was positioned out of a sense of evil accomplishment and cockiness. Check it out, Stock asked of Chris as he lowered Chris's hands from his face. That's crazy. What is he doing? What's that in his hand? Chris asked of Stock as they both concentrated their sights on the motions of feedback. Feedback rendered a quick transition and placed himself in a mocking b-boy stance. The odd, widened sleeve on his outdated jacket possessed a certain stiffness that was unnatural for a cotton garment. Suddenly, a medium-sized apparatus sprung from the hidden confines of his awkward sleeve and fell into the waiting clutch of his right hand. That's the Death Wave microphone. A sucker MC's choice, Stock simply remarked. Hey, yo, why are we just sitting here? We're acting like a couple of suckers. Word to my mother we should be bringing it to these cats, Chris angrily responded. Chill out, shorty. Once you're under the spell of Dahlia, it's a wrap. They're just waiting now for the command. When you take this job on, you start to realize that the best approach in dealing with these clowns is not interception, but prevention. The Grand Wizard remarked, regretting his inability to make it to the front stage sooner to save the minds and lives of the crowd members. Maintain the pain. Hip-hop is just a game. Understand my fame? It ain't lame, just tame. But not like one. Because the art of my facts is hip-hop is wiggity-whack. You're now for under the HHD spell. Anyone repping hip-hop, make their head swell. Or your toast. Put butter on it and let it roast. Because I'm the host. And if... Feedback rhymed the words of his conversion spell to his new involuntarily made pre-goyle followers. While his titanium tiger, HBX1, provided the drab drum patterns from the DJ station. I've got an idea. Chris leaped forward as if he had just conjured up the ultimate counterattack. To his immediate left lay a table holding a full glass of water and salt dispenser. Behind HBX1, Chris made out the faint distinction of what appeared to be an electrical outlet with exposed wiring and figured that it would prove to be a disabling jewel. What are you doing? Stock questioned while clutching his chest, now displaying obvious signs of pain and discomfort. Young Chris made his way through the crowd on cat's paws towards the DJ station. The still bodies of the hypnotized minds were full of life, 
yet they were stiff as boards and cold as wrought iron. In his left hand, he held the full glass of water now containing the partially dissolved table salt that once occupied the dispenser. In his right hand, he clutched an old wire hanger that he found discarded under a table. Scott kept Chris in his sharp sights with the intention of keeping the goon platoon at bay. He felt helpless. His chest was filled with a blazing pain, almost like it was going to split in two. In all his years of going toe-to-toe with feedback, he never experienced this feeling. Stock cringed to himself, attempting to cope with the now unbearable pain. It's working, feedback confirmed unto himself as his eyes fell upon the dwindling stock. Bearing witness to the pain-induced rants of his 22-plus-year arch-rival was an evil accomplishment that was long overdue, but he was elated to welcome its presence all the same. When Chris arrived at the DJ station, he made sure that he positioned himself in a manner that kept him veiled from HBX1. With the confirmation of stock not presenting an immediate threat, Feedback made his way through the captivated crowd to start examining the physical composition of his new followers, specifically the young woman. The fact that Chris was there and was no longer anywhere to be found became a non-issue to Feedback. To put it plainly, he totally forgot about him. Dang, girl, you so fly? You could give a bald eagle a run for his money. You interested in getting with a baller? Come see me when this is all over with. He requested of an attractive, subdued woman as he gazed into her dazed eyes. Back at the DJ station, Chris took a minute to recall the school lessons he learned about the principles of conductivity and realized that the idea that he came up with just minutes prior might prove to be effective in snuffing out HBX1. He quickly unraveled the wire hanger and stuck one end into the exposed outlet. Between his index finger and thumb, he lifted the opposite end of the hanger by an attached piece of salvaged foam rubber that he located not far from the hanger and jammed it into an electrical auxiliary outlet located on the sound system. The mindless HBX-1 remained unsuspecting while Chris reviewed the dynamics and likelihood of his makeshift booby trap. Hey yo, suck on this! Chris screamed as he flipped the cup upside down to douse the neglected electrical outlet in a saltwater solution. The club lights begin to flicker at once, and the solid frame of HBX-1 burst into a violent shape. Sizzling sounds and less than enticing smells permeated the immediate vicinity, and viscous smoke patterns raised from his human-like skin. An obscure code displayed across the chest of the humanoid as he continued to convulse violently and bellow noises that resembled a modem's connectivity attempt with a network. Oh, snap! That joint really worked! Chris confirmed, almost surprised that what he learned in school could actually be used to deter evil. The now fully incapacitated Grand Wizard was pleased with the approach of his protege. He saw a younger version of himself in Chris and felt comfortable that the b-boy pursuit of cultural longevity wouldn't falter. What in the... Tell you, what's up with HBX1? Feedback frantically and angrily searched as he bared witness to the technical difficulty affecting his humanoid sidekick. In a flying sweep, Dahlia floated from the surface of the elevated stage and scurried across the floor to the position of the HBX cyborg. It looks like he's being electrocuted. Somebody set him up. Dahlia called out the feedback, all the while ensuring her own safety by not getting too close to HBX-1. Get him unhooked. 
Feedback responded as he flung his death wave microphone toward the direction of Dahlia. Some several feet away from the DJ station, Chris maintained his undetected position from the HHD clan, all the while keeping the various positions of the evil clan members, as well as stock, in the range of his plain view. His full attention would occasionally be captured by stock as a result of the ravaging pain that was overtaking the man's frame. His pigmentation had taken on a powdery tone, and his disposition reeked of sickliness. His ability to continue to stand upright was solely dependent upon the paneled wall that he leaned against and the mounted light fixture which he held in a partial grasp. Chris felt bad for Stock in his obviously deteriorating condition, but he even felt worse about the possibility of not returning home. If this Stock 1 cat becomes a body, how will I get home? Will that dimension traveling portal be available to me? Will it take me back to my crib? Or will I be like some time traveler trapped at this club? Will his chain get me home? Why didn't I just tell Stock to bounce? All of these questions roamed the peak pastures of Chris's mind, and he hoped that a reasonable resolve to his immediate predicament would present itself soon. Never it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you Here but that I'm behind you But always got you End of discussion Nothing means more First wanna offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world Until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever so don't ever you fret Know that you covered Not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you Fully loaded prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all Give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them Along with my crown And since the baton was passed I've been down Cause failing's not an option And dad is not a noun Not at all my message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad. 